Hello and welcome to Assertive Radiance. I am your host, Nadia Fleury, and today's episode, A Divine Intervention. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before I dive into this episode, I want to let you know that I am making a few changes to the show. In the past, all the way to episode 154, I was sharing from my perspective and experiences. In episode 155, Jasmine showed up and she wants me to share her story. The thing is, she's got a lot to say. So to keep each episode length to about 15 minutes, I decided to convert the podcast format from episodic to serial. This means that just like a series, Jasmine's journey will progress throughout each episode. So to stay current, I invite you to tune in every week. A quick synopsis, Jasmine, just like you, is struggling with the pandemic. In October, she lost her dream job as a marketing director at Disney. Unemployed for the past five months, she's been questioning the true meaning of life. It's as if she has suddenly woken up from a deep sleep and realizes that nothing is as it seems. At 43, Jasmine has to face her current reality, something she's been putting under the rug for a very long time. The problem is that she lives in fear, especially around her 64-year-old husband, Gray Frost, and doesn't know how to assert herself. Will she have the courage to make different choices to live her life on her own term? To find out, please listen in as Jasmine is about to experience a divine intervention. Jasmine was on her knees, scrubbing the kitchen floor. She had no intention of doing any chores on this bright and beautiful Sunday. In fact, she was about to go for a walk in the park, then head to the grocery. But everything changed when she dropped an egg on the floor. In the past few months, Jasmine has become clumsy, especially around Gray, and this morning was no different. Gray was already in the kitchen when she arrived, and as a morning greeting, Why are you late? I don't have all day to wait for my breakfast. You know, it's getting very annoying. You're slacking since you've lost your job, Gray said with a reproachful tone. Well, good morning, Gray. I'm, I'm sorry. Feeling flustered, Jasmine rushed to get some eggs and dropped one by accident. She did her best to clean the mess, but Gray didn't miss an opportunity to rant. What's wrong with you this morning? You are not going to get away with just wiping around, he said while Jasmine was picking up the mess. That egg splattered all over the kitchen floor, which means that you will have to clean the whole thing. But first, do my breakfast, will you? I'm starving, he barked. Jasmine did what she was told. She was used to it by now. It started gradually, after her big promotion five years ago. Rather than being supportive and proud, Gray became moody and intolerant. He fired Clara, the cleaning lady, on the count that she did not do her job well enough. Jasmine had asked Gray to find another cleaning lady to help as she knew that she would not be able to maintain 
Gray's expectation of a tidy home while cooking, raising Nick, and do her job well at Disney. Not only did Gray have high standard when it came to cleaning the house, he was also opinionated as to how tasks should be done. After seeing a steam mop commercial where it showed how regular mops were simply dragging dirt around, he reasoned that the steam mop was too expensive and therefore the best way to clean the floor was on your knees. So no cleaning lady would stay after their initial ire. Gray was full of traditional stereotypes. He believed that cleaning was a woman's responsibility. So in the end, Jasmine took the task of cleaning the floor on her knees. Furthermore, Gray seemed to have found a way to dodge his side of the responsibilities. When Jasmine wanted things upgraded or repaired, he simply told her that he's not the kind of man who spends his weekend with a honey-do list. If you want things done, you've got to figure it out on your own, he had said. Eventually, she learned to never ask. When something broke, she just took the lead to repair it. It was lucky that Nick was bigger now. A year ago, when the furnace broke, it was Nick and Jasmine that went into the attic to fix it. Gray's only worry was what's on his plate to eat and what's next on TV. As she scrubbed, she was thinking of the conversation she overheard last week. Gray was outside talking to the elderly neighbor, Betty. I certainly hit the jackpot with Jasmine. She cooks, cleans, She even paints, drills, and tiles. She's very crafty. And the best part, she does everything I tell her to do without saying a word, said Gray with pride. I hope you take care of her the same way as she does for you, replied Betty. But of course, I get her flowers on Valentine's Day and on her birthday. She just loves doing all the work. So I keep myself out of the way, said Gray nonchalantly. Gray, I am old enough to give you a piece of advice. Never take your spouse for granted. I miss my husband. I never thought I would be a widow at 72. It's been two years since I've lost Charlie and it's tough to adapt, said Betty with sadness in her voice. Well, Jasmine is young and full of life, and she's got all the necessity of life. What more does a woman need anyway? wondered Gray. Well, Gray, women have feelings, said Betty, a little concerned. Feelings? Nah, Jasmine's fine, retorted Gray. You seem to know what's right for you, said Betty with a little hint of sarcasm. I surely do, as I'm never wrong, responded Gray with absolute certainty. Since Jasmine was no longer working, she took the habit of cleaning the house while Gray was at work. It was more fun that way, because she could put on some music and sing and dance as she cleaned. Jasmine had a way to turn tedious tasks into something fun, More than that, she had purchased the mop and was hiding it in the garage. Today, not only did she have to clean the floor on her knees, but she also had to sing and dance in her mind, as Gray did not like music 
while reading the news on the internet. As she scrubbed, she was thinking about her life and how she wishes she had the courage to stand up for herself. But just the idea of having another argument seemed too exhausting. She tried in the past to share her point of view with Gray. She wished he would be more understanding of her needs, but the conversation led to more frustrations. She wondered which was worse, the silent treatment or Gray's ability to make her feel guilty. Do you mean to say I don't do enough for you? Consider yourself lucky. You have a roof over your head, food on the table, and now you've landed the big fancy job. What more do you want? retorted Gray a few years back. The trouble wasn't so much about what Gray said, but how he said it. Somehow his remarks cut deep. That's when she got the sense that her promotion rattled Gray more than he let it be seen. To everyone's face, he acted proudly, but there was venom underneath many remarks. It's as if he lost control over something and was trying to hide it. On the whole, she reasoned, it's only the kitchen floor this morning, not the whole house. It will be done in no time. Halfway through the cleaning process, Gray had moved into the living room watching TV. Without his negative energy around, she whizzed through the task while protecting her knees with a gardening cushion. Once finished, she looked around to make sure everything was perfect. Her hands were raw and red from the hot water and soap, but she was proud of her work. She made a mental note to buy cleaning gloves at a grocery store. Speaking of which, she thought, I may as well do the errands now and go to the park later this afternoon. After eating a quick breakfast and coffee, Jasmine drove to the grocery store. While shopping, she noticed a young couple in the aisle, holding hands and so in love. Jasmine smiled at the scene, but deep inside she felt really sad. It's been so long since she felt deeply cared for and loved. If I could only say what's in my heart, she thought. After checking out, she went out and assessed the situation. There were only two bags in the cart. So she reasoned that it would be less of a fuss if she just grabbed the bags and leave the groceries basket at the entrance. As she was crossing the parking lot entrance, one of her grocery bags broke, spilling the content of the grocery on the ground. She crouched down to pick some of the items when she saw a car coming pretty fast. All she could do was stare at it, with her mouth open, with no sound. Even when her life was in danger, Jasmine had no voice. The car suddenly stopped two feet from her. She froze on the spot. There was nobody around except her and the car driver. For a moment, time stood still. She saw a man scrambling to get out of his car. Not only was he so apologetic, but he had also grabbed a bag from his car. Hi, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? 
Yes, Jasmine managed to say. Let me help you. And he started chasing the oranges and onions that had rolled a little further away. He filled the new bag, while Jasmine, still rooted to the spot, was apologizing profusely. I'm so sorry, my, my bag just broke apart and... As the men crouched nearer to pick up the rest of the grocery, Jasmine estimated this man to be in his early fifties, sporting short, spiky black hair. Once everything was packed, he looked at her and paused. A very interesting, long pause. Jasmine became self-conscious. She had left the house on a whim, not even thinking to wash her face or comb her hair. To her surprise, the man smiled. A gentle and caring smile. Jasmine felt x-rayed as he looked over her. Suddenly she realized this man was no longer looking at her tear-filled eyes, nor her irritated hands. His soft blue eyes were looking straight deep into her soul. His expression changed to tenderness as hot tears ran down Jasmine's cheeks. Then gently, as he helped her get up, he whispered, It's all right. Everything is perfect the way it is. Jasmine, still speechless, nodded in agreement. Realizing that they were still in the middle of the parking lot entrance made her regain composure. She bent down to reach the bag, but it was faster. I will walk you to your car, he said patiently. She still could not talk, so she nodded again and started walking towards her car. Once the groceries were safely in the trunk, Jasmine turned to the stranger. Thank you for everything, she muttered, feeling somewhat silly. Will you be okay driving home? He added with concern. Her tears had stopped now. Yes, I live right around the corner. I'll be fine. Thank you again. And she left. She arrived home, shaken. The last thing she wanted to do was to see Gray. She quietly entered the house and went straight into the kitchen. She needed some alone time, so she shoved the grocery bag in the fridge without ceremony and quietly walked to the park. Sitting on a favorite bench, she closed her eyes. She could not help but relive that scene when the car almost hit her. She wondered, what if the car had hit me? What if I had died? Would Gray care, or would he die from starvation before noticing that I'm no longer there? She kind of chuckled at her silliness. Then she remembered what Betty had said when her husband Charlie passed away. You don't fully appreciate what you have until it's gone. At the mention of Gray, mixed with the thought of death, she could feel years of build-up hurt and resentment burning in her throat. Tears flooded her eyes as she admitted to herself that what Gray was doing to her was no longer acceptable. Rather than brushing her feelings aside, she stayed with them. As she cried, she could feel years of pain washing away. After an hour or so, Miss Jane popped up 
in Jasmine's mind. Jasmine, you know there's a difference between avoiding conflict and creating healthy boundaries, right? You are way more valuable than a punching bag, whispered Miss Jane. Jasmine acknowledged the truthfulness of the message. Why was she afraid of asserting herself and stand up to Gray? Because being older, she assumed that Gray was wiser. Knowledge does not equate to wisdom. Wisdom requires an open mind and the ability to reflect on past experiences while relating to the laws of nature, Miss Jane added softly. In a moment of clarity, Jasmine realized, how interesting that it took a near-fatal accident to wake me up. If I had died today, would I see my life from above as a complete success? I don't think so, she thought. Jasmine, God is giving you a second chance. Only you can stop the abuse. You have everything within you to assert yourself. Your choice will determine your outcomes, reminded Miss Jane. Jasmine's mind went to this tall gentleman with no name. She hadn't felt cared for in a very long time. I think... God sent me a reminder as to how love truly feels like, soft, gentle, and caring. She could still feel his gentleness when he helped her rise from the ground. His inner knowing gaze was full of compassion. The thought of him made her feel cleansed, or perhaps it was the tears. For sure, she felt much better, much lighter now. As she reflects on this sunny Sunday, she realized this was a divine intervention, a moment in time to pause and reflect and to allow for a new beginning. I hope you've enjoyed this episode today. If you feel that it can help a friend, please share it. Please stay safe and healthy and let's chat next week. Have a fabulous day.